Welcome to Unique Careers, Unique Lives podcast. This is Ushel. Today I am going to talk to you about the review of last year, which is 2021, and my intentions about 2022. In this episode, I'm sharing with you some books, some websites. If you cannot catch it, please take a look on my website. And on the show notes, it's on isiluysal.com slash podcast. Isiluysal, like my name, dot com slash podcast. Enjoy this episode and talk to you soon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. There is a very nice Instagram account. They are called New Happy Co. I follow their Instagram profile. That's really, really nice. They have lots of beautiful visuals and images that play with emotions and about being authentic in this life and they had this image about the year and how the days were just passing by they created an image with the number of days and I didn't realize it was number of days actually there was a paper with a limited number of dots empty circles and I thought probably this is the number of weeks and I thought well it's like there are very few number of weeks in the year but then I realized there are actually 12 rows 12 rows meaning 12 months and I understood the rows actually meant every month and then the circles lining up were days And I realized it was actually our number of days in a year, which seems very few. And I printed it. You can find it on their website. It's New Happy Co. Website of New Happy Co. They have this image. I download it and I circle it every day. So far I have circled seven already seven days have passed that's a nice reminder how our lives are passing by and we can appreciate when we feel these circles we can remember how our day has passed and feel grateful about the opportunity of being on earth and that's what I plan to do as a new ritual I want to think of my day and fill out the circle for the day that has passed and that's a very nice exercise that I highly recommend also you to do that and talking about that in this episode I want to reflect on the past year the 2021 I want to share with you how my year went and what I learned, some books that I have read that were important and what I aspire to do for the next year. For this reflection, I actually used my photos. I looked at my photos and I found certain patterns, interesting patterns for myself. When I looked at my photos, I saw certain categories for me about my year, 
One of the categories is magic of the world. Another category is falling in love. One category is difficulties. One category is achievements. One category is creative outlets. And another category is not finished yet. Something like this. I already forgot some of the categories I told you, so I have to listen back my podcast to tell you what it was. <laughs> anyway, I guess what I told you first was the falling in love. No, magic of the world. Falling in love. I don't know. Maybe they are both together in one category. I'm very grateful that I can get in touch with this feeling in myself to be in love or to be in awe and to feel the magic of the world. I had many occasions starting with the early days of January where I was caught up suddenly with the beauty of the world. There was either a sunset or a beautiful bird that I've never seen with beautiful colors and feathers. Maybe I saw squirrels playing with each other. One night I have witnessed in the darkness sparking lights of fireflies. I fell in love with some houses with beautiful patio leading to the door of the house. I fell in love with a pumpkin sales counter and then I bought a couple of pumpkins and they decorate my drawers here, the closet, on top of the closet here. I was very blessed with catching these magic moments of the world. And this is one of my goals also in this year, 2022, to raise my gaze out, because we are usually very focused in what we do on our phones, on our computer, on something very closed and limited. So I want to remember raising my gaze up to the sky, to the surrounding, to the bigger field, so that I can notice the beauty, the magic, what's going on. Because these were the moments where I could notice. And also getting out of my house, getting out of my flat, and to be in the world, to be in the nature, to be in the city, to be with other people, are the possibilities for me to be in touch with magic. So that's one of my also goals for the next year. One category for me last year was falling in love and I think it's very in line with the magic of the world because I felt this love with things, with people, with ideas. I recognized my love for clothes and colors. So one day I had this this feeling of wanting to wear orange. I wanted to wear orange and I didn't have anything orange. So I had one scarf and I made a blouse from my scarf, which didn't so much work. But I ordered some beautiful secondhand clothes in orange and they were so beautiful and I fell in love some other clothing I recognized this feeling of touch and texture that is really important to me last year this was my discovery so one of the things I fell in love 
were clothes. There was also, I discovered a favorite designer from Turkey called Ümit Ünal. I fell in love with this design. So I remember very vividly this moment where I was sitting in my living room. I was telling Fabio, look at this, it's so beautiful. I was very inspired and this this feeling of love I could connect with in my heart. So that was a very special moment for me. And I fell in love with people and ideas this year. I discovered through my teacher, Susan Piver, through my meditation teacher, she was organizing meetings with authors. And one of the first authors, maybe the first author she invited to her event in Open Heart Project, this is her community that I'm also part of, she invited Christine Kane to her meeting with the author event. I got her book as an audiobook and listened before I attended this event. And I fell in love with her and her idea. The book is called The Soul Source Entrepreneur. And I loved the idea. I basically fell in love with Christine Kane because I think I aspire to be like her. She is very spiritual. She speaks slowly, embodying what she is saying. But at the same time, she can take herself lightly, make fun of herself. She is open to share her failures, her funny ways of being. She's very authentic. And at the same time, she is successful. She has a purpose. She is a leader who has a vision and guides other people towards their visions. But she also knows that it's not only material world. There is also the spiritual world and these things can be together. The soul sourced business, the soul sourced entrepreneur... What is the, the book's name? I think the book's name is <laughs> Soul Sourced Entrepreneur. And she has a podcast called Soul Sourced Business Podcast. The idea is your business is the container of your soul's expansion. And I believe so much in that. It's not that I believe, I know that. Because I have been experiencing challenges in my business, which are directly related to challenges of being. It's about this invitation to expanding. Nothing in my business is separate from who I am. My business is a certain reflection of who I am. And the business invites me to step into the, I don't want to say best version, but who I am called to become, who I actually am, but I'm used to a limited version of this who I am. I'm recognizing I'm expanding through the challenges in my business. And the audiobook is perfect because she is narrating her book. So it's all her way of communicating, her authentic voice coming through. I fell in love with her. So this was one of the members of falling in love with category. The second person I fell in love with. (laughs) I had fallen in love with her before, but this year her book came out. So I fell in love with the ideas in her book. 
She's Janet Harvey, who is a master coach, who is my mentor coach in my heart. She has written this wonderful, wonderful book called Invite Change, which carries the same name of her business, her coaching and coaching training business. And such a powerful book, such a generous offering. She launched this book and she created also a reading club. And we got together, people who loved her got together and she was leading the club. We discussed the ideas. We had deep sharing with each other about how we step up, how we can step up in this world and create islands of sanity and recognize our own internal conflicts, set intentions, put intention first and recognize our bias and then raise above the bias, listen more, be more open. Lots of lots of ideas. I need to do a separate episode that is about the book. And I highly recommend you this book. This group that she founded, the reading group, continued, still continues. We also have a new member in this group. And through her writing this book, we came together as the members of this reading group. Through her leadership, I connected with these people who inspired me, who became my heart partners. I was going to say partners in crime, but it's not a crime. (laughs) It's a heart business. So they became my heart members where we can openly share how we feel and what we hear from each other, then add more to it. It's every conversation feels like such a touching experience, such a becoming experience. And that's also what Janet invites us in her book. It's about this opening in every conversation and this generative experience through being, being ourselves and letting go of these preconceptions about who we should be and how things should be. So that has inspired me. That's something that I fell in love with this year. When we look into the category of books, books I loved this year or books that inspired me one way or another I have a big list here I already told you about two of them invite change and I told you about the soul source entrepreneur one interesting experience this year for me was bumping into 12 rules for life from Jordan B. Peterson I don't know how I found him I think maybe through a podcast or something I don't remember. And I had recognized for myself that I am deeply in need of rules. (laughs) I had for sure decided that I was a chaotic person. I embraced the chaos because that is the source of my creativity, which is very dear to me. But for creativity to flourish, to take root, I needed a certain order. I needed things to happen, to be finalized, things that get created to find a completion. But because I didn't have the order, I couldn't do that. So I have found this book and I started reading it. And that 
started very inspiring. So I also decided that I was going to document my understanding of every rule. So 12 rules, I was going to record one video of each rule every day. I guess I stopped at rule 10 or 11. I don't know. You can find on my YouTube channel. (laughs) I will check and tell you. Because at some point, it was too much for me. The examples got too strict. And I enjoyed the writers thinking out loud. But it felt too much thinking and less sharing. It felt too pushy at some point. Especially, I think, the approaches about gender roles, that he had very strict understanding of how gender roles should be. And I felt taught rather than guided and taken to the journey as part. But overall, it reminded me that there is an order in life and it's not always... A peaceful order. It reminded me the importance of also aggression. To be able to say stop. To be able to raise your voice. To be able to clean your own place. To be responsible for your own shit. If you can say it. It reminded me the basics. And that was a good reminder. It felt like a little like a smack (laughs) and yes for me so that was a good reading and that also once more inspired me about openness or being open in sharing that it's okay to maybe over talk it's okay to overwrite because it's such a generous invitation to the reader not having maybe the perfect structure but I call it vomit draft, like words come out of you. And this words coming out of you has a certain meaning. It's your unique way of thinking. And it's very interesting to read something from that style rather than something made up and very edited to the point. It reminded me how important, again, it is for me to feel the intimacy to the other person. That was an interesting reading. You can find my learnings in my YouTube channel, but not all of them have (laughs) the best quality because sometimes I needed to record these videos at very, like midnight or so. So you will see me in, I don't know, sometimes my pajamas, sometimes whispering this way because it's too late and my neighbor is hearing. So that's, These are interesting videos. You might have a look. There were many, many books I loved. Um, From the crazy parts, I have read On Being an Alchemist, which was a suggestion again of my meditation teacher, Susan Piver. And it's such an interesting book. It challenges your rigid mind that is very rational because it introduces you to a spiritual world. I don't want to spoil things for you, so I'm not going to say. 
what touched me especially from this book is that how there are processes in life that from outside you might call them disasters you might call them shaking experiences but they are there for bringing you into alignment with your let's say soul or bigger self or the universe so there is always a process an alchemic process happening where you are being transformed your heart is being transformed your heart is very precious and sometimes what doesn't seem logical what seems hurtful might be a very enriching and precious experience an alchemical experience i'm not going to ruin it for you it's a very interesting read so i highly highly advise it and i think i'm going to read it again this year i read emotional agility by susan david if you are a touchy person like me and if you buy the paperback please touch the cover because there is a texture thicker parts There is dots that you can feel. It's beautiful. And I have here lots of markers, post-its that I wanted to mark for myself. That's a great book for anyone who might be afraid of emotions, who don't know how to deal with their emotions in business environment. And it's This idea is a fantastic idea, emotional agility. You know the idea of agility. Now in business, it's all about agility, agile business. That it's an ongoing process of creation, staying on the path and transforming and moving with and rolling with. That's the same for emotions, that we don't want to suppress our emotions. We want to work with our emotions. And this book is reminding us how important it is to to see the signposts of emotions, to receive emotions, to be with emotions, to learn from emotions, and still make choices based on values. And emotions are great guidance to learn about our values, who we are. Susan David wrote this book so wonderfully. It's full of knowledge, but it's also so fun. It's hilarious. She has a a very humorous way of writing. And also emotional and also very real. I really, really love this book. And I highly, highly recommend this book. If you don't know, I have written a book this year. It's not yet out. And I also quoted a lot from Susan David's emotional agility, especially in the chapter where I talk about being with your emotions because that's so, so important. It's basically our life, our humanity is about (laughs) being with our emotions. So please read this. A classical book maybe this year that I read as I was going on my journey of finding more order in my life. I wanted to look into habits and I read this book called The Power of Habit 
Writer's name is Charles Duick. I really, really liked this book, The Power of Habit by Charles Duick, because it, it shares exactly how habits work, how habits take root. And if we want to change some of the habits we have, so habits that don't benefit us, we might use the process of habits to intervene and to make a change. But also we can use habit building to make important things for us easier by making them habitual. That was really, really nice reading for me. Sorry, was a nice listening because I listened to the audiobook as well. I had a hilarious read. Well, actually two hilarious reads. As I was writing my book, <laughs> well, I, I, I wrote my book and then I had to rewrite it a couple of times because of the editing process. Thank you, Christina, <laughs> my editor. This book called Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott is about writing and it's so hilarious. She is wonderful. Anyone who aspires to be a writer, who wants to write more, I highly, highly recommend you to read Bird by Bird. I have learned this book from Christine Kane, actually, from her podcast. I also highly recommend her podcast to you. She was sharing her favorite books and uh, Bird by Bird was one of uh, the books that she shared, even read from. The idea of Bird by Bird was even like, don't try to describe all the bird species at once. One bird at a time. <laughs> That's the same for everything. Just try to describe one little window. If you want to write the story of a city, just describe this little, what you see from the little window, for example. But there are lots of hilarious stories about being a writer and writing. Please read that. Even if you are not a writer, you will love this book. The second hilarious read was Untamed by Glennon Doyle. It's the first book I read from her. This book is top of the charts. It's, I think, bestseller of everything. <laughs> and I listened to the audiobook of Untamed and Glennon Doyle herself reads it. And it's so funny, so real, so authentic, so inspiring. I had one very memorable night where I took myself to dinner. I had a pizza and a little wine. And I went walking after this dinner with my headphones listening to Untamed. And I felt so free and so emotional and so full of love and sad and myself and human and I would guess untamed <laughs> it's such a memorable experience still for me listening to this audiobook on that night walking outside such an inspiring book again very touching from the way how intimate she talks about herself and about life how important it is to let our wild come out. I highly recommend recommend this book to everyone who wants to feel more, live more. And remember 
their wild, who they are. This summer, I had an episode where I felt rebellion. I have episodes of rebellion quite frequently. And this rebellion I had was about coaching. Something about how coaching was talked about bothered me. It felt like all the information out there that teaches us how to sell coaching was highlighting about inquiring with the person you want to coach what would happen if they don't take coaching, if they continue doing what they did until now. I smelled lots of manipulation. For me, coaching is inspiration, is moving forward, is always holding the potential of the other person. This doesn't come together with manipulation for me. But I felt like all the successful people, the most famous coaches out there, implemented This is a very big generalization and I know it's not true. But many of the famous coaches implemented a sort of manipulation, which I didn't like. And I don't think coaching is like this. I don't think it aligns with who the coach is. If the coach is someone that holds the highest being, sees the client as their highest being. So I had this rebellion. I I don't like how this is marketed. I don't think coaching is like this. Then I had this question, but where did this coaching come from? Because I also discovered for myself, meditating and learning Buddhism, that there is so much in common between meditation and coaching, Buddhism and coaching. And I wanted to understand where all this was coming from. And I started researching coaching and I found that one of the founders of Coaching Federation was a person who was a previous trainer of an organization called EST, which I had never heard in my life. So I got curious and through that curiosity, I found a book about EST. I think the book is called EST and it's sold as a PDF that tells the story of two-weekend workshop of EST. And that's a very, very interesting read. I highly, highly recommend anyone who is interested in personal development and who is interested in coaching to find and read EST. I will be happy to share the link in the podcast notes with you so you can find this book yeah this seems like the books that I wanted to share with you from last year that really really inspired me and I told you a couple of more titles of my year so I didn't only read and I didn't only fall in love and was inspired I also did some work (laughs) I have some celebrations to do first last year I've got my certification for being a meditation instructor. I was interested in meditation for some years now and I wanted to deepen my practice and I wanted to, as I have seen the impact of being a meditator in my life, I want more people to be meditators. And that's what I achieved last year, which I'm very grateful for. 
grateful to my teacher Susan Piver. I have at the end of the year received my highest coaching credentialed uh, PCC from International Coaching Federation. That was a big milestone in my coaching career that I am very happy about. I have spoken in a conference for the first time last year and I was very happy about it. So I would like to have more of it in the coming years. All my life I had difficulty with eating and the past years I also developed an extra difficulty because I became a vegetarian. I didn't know what to eat and I never felt full. So last year I did a couple of work on myself related to eating. First, I read a very interesting book which wasn't in my book list, but I want to share with you. So I read this book called Inner Selves, The Feminine Path to Weight Loss, which had helped me, it gave me a new perspective about weight, where it talked about how weight is not only about food, because there are many people eating a lot and staying fit, And then there are a lot of people that don't eat a lot and then stay fat. And whenever they lose, they gain it back. It it was about learning how to eat. We would all then get slim, but that should be something else. Here in this book, it's talking about different kinds of hungers. Physical hunger, emotional hunger, mental hunger, spiritual hunger. Physical hunger must be filled physically. Emotional hunger must be filled emotionally. Mental hunger must be filled mentally. Spiritual hunger must be filled spiritually. And the excess fat could be because you block your energy, stuffing down your emotions, keeping your own personality and inner being hidden, by negating or devaluating your sensitivity, by your lack of self-expression. So I recognize for myself, I probably am doing many of these things. And I had this new awareness of this inner self that I have. I have a very out there personality. I don't know if you recognize in my videos and the way I speak. I have found and loved this big thing. (laughs) This bigger than life thing to come out. And I started recognizing it and nurturing it. So I'm allowing more time. I'm allowing more dance. And I'm allowing more artistic expression for myself so one thing that I celebrate that I recognize that I'm an artist I accept this and I implement this so I create my life and my time plan and energy plan respecting the artist that I am so that was a big realization this year for me which is a celebration for me and I'm in the celebration categories right now. And another celebration, I came to this point because I wanted to talk about eating. This year I tried for the first time sattvic diet uh, through a yoga teacher that I was following. And I was thinking I could never stop eating. But through this program for a month, I stopped eating dinner. So I had to meals per day, breakfast and lunch, and that was okay. 
for me. So I recognized I could do that, even though my body didn't feel good with it. And later, I also practiced eating more mindfully towards the end of the year. I learned to eat in a way that keeps me full and makes me happy. And I also this year recognized the importance of self-expression, as I told you that I respect my inner artist, that I dress up for the part. (laughs) So when I wake up in the morning, I look how I feel and then I dress up that way. I start my day with an artistic expression. Sometimes I put on jewelry. So jewelry I would not usually wear, like the ones that I got gifted in my wedding. I can put it while I'm working at home. Because why not? I can dress a really nice dress and I can be at home. I dress for the spirit that I have. (laughs) For how I feel and how I want to feel. I even call my muses for my creativity with the way that I dress. It gives so much It might sound stupid, but it gives so much energy. This is a playground that I have to dress up. And uh, why not use it? That's the same for decorating my house. I started caring more about how my room looks like. And I have this beautiful place that I see when I sit now in front of me that I decorated. So that's uh, something that I celebrate this year about me becoming an artist, about me dressing up, about me learning to eat. (laughs) Might feel like little things, but these are so important to me to recognize who I am and to feel this living energy inside of me. Also this year, I celebrate the leaves that I took. I have offered meditation training. I have offered a coaching group training for career coaching. We have offered SB Coach Academy two rounds of professional coaching diploma program and worked with wonderful people. I have finished writing my book and editing my book, which was a wonderful celebration for me, so which I'm still wrapping up to bring to you as the final product. But all these have been a huge achievements this year for me. So I celebrate it. Of course, not everything was easy. There were difficulties. There were many moments of sadness. I had a loss last year. Someone that is dear to me, like an uncle, passed away suddenly. I had a lot of recognition in myself about the repressed emotions that is coming from past, from my childhood that I hadn't recognized that all came out and I had a lot of grievance about past emotions and who I wanted to be but couldn't be. I had difficulties with self-judgment. I felt lots of shame. I recognized the shame that I was feeling this year. I judged myself a lot for not being able to deliver things on time, keep promises, always lagging behind. I had lots of fears related to money that made me sad. I had some health issues that made me afraid. (laughs) COVID-related sadnesses. I didn't get COVID, but the separation from the normal world. 
not recognizing every day as a new day, but as a continuation of a certain sense of being a prisoner, a fake <laughs> attitude I bought into. And also the vaccinations hit me a lot. <laughs> yeah, I had difficult times this year and I saw when I looked at my photos, I captured some of my sad moments. I captured myself crying. I captured myself a little depressed. It was interesting to observe later. And I appreciate this. It's um, part of my life. There are sadness moments, but there are also happiness moments, achievements. All is part of my richness. So I, I embrace that. And looking at the past year, I have decided that this year my words will be in 2022, my words will be joy and ease. I recognize that I had this constraining mindset that I should be in a certain way that I am not. So that's where the shame was coming from last year. Now I want to recognize more how I feel joy, how I'm choosing to spend my time and energy towards joy and when I don't feel joy, what can I let go and release to feel joy? I want to feel joy of sadness and difficulty if I will have them. And also I want to feel joy of activity, of nothingness, of rest, of feelings, of connections. I want to recognize this joy. And ease comes from not adding to it, not judging, not thinking hard, but flowing, flowing and recognizing where I still ease from myself and I let go. So these two words, joy and ease, I'm, are my words for 2022. Another thing that I want to be this year is generous. I have recognized that what stopped me feeling joy and ease was a certain stinginess that I needed to time my creativity. I couldn't do it that way. That wouldn't be nice, wouldn't be a lot, blah, 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 blah. And I want to share spontaneously who I am and what I have, knowing that more is there. There is no limit to that. I want to share my ideas, my words, my money and time. What comes from my heart, I want to share with the world. So I want to be more generous this year. This is another goal of me. I want to finish my book, <laughs> which is very soon going to be there. And I want to keep creating art. And I want to be open and intimate with my world with the people I'm interacting with in every moment I want to be myself without any cover up any censor pure with you that's who I want to be this year and I want to keep open for the potential of goodness this is my wish for 2020 what is your wish for 2020? I said 20, right? <laughs> this is my wish for 2022. 
as you get older, the numbers get more difficult or what? What is your wish for 2022? What are your words for 2022? What do you remember from 2021 that you celebrate, that you acknowledge, that you want to continue, that you want to grow more into? What are you going to let go of? What are your reflections of past year and your desires for the new year? Your intentions for the new year? Let me know. It's always a pleasure to be with you. I feel you. I hope that talk, a blah blah that I had, has a certain value for you. Please share what awakes in you when you hear me. I'm wishing you all the best and... Hope to talk to you next week. Take care.